This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Monday, February 27th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. And I'm Veronica Belmont. I like saying the podcast lady. Podcast lady. It's nice. It's kind of uh, like Dame Podcast, sort of a title. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length, episode 174. Molly Wood is back in California, but she is asleep in California. Because is she? She, I think, I don't know if she took an overnighter per se, but it was early in Florida when she got up and and well, I don't here. know. Then it was bad weather. She landed late. Okay, but so Chris Pavey, who also came back with her, the uh, producer of our Buzz Out Loud music, he's in the office. Yeah, he's English though. Stiff That's upper true. lip and all. You know, he's not like us wussy Americans. You're he's right. Powers through. I forgot about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she will be here tomorrow. At least we. She will be reporting back from the uh, Big Apple announcement tomorrow. Yes, yes. Uh, we're all still waiting with bated breath to figure out what exactly those fun little products will be that Apple has said they will announce. Uh, part of the Apple rumor mill that cranked up was about Apple possibly buying Disney. Barron's stoked this rumor. They suggested that with Steve Jobs on board as the number one shareholder of Disney following Pixar's acquisition, that Disney would be ripe for the plucking for an acquisition by Apple. Now... This seems to me, we saw this on Slashdot, mm-hmm. this seems to me like the kind of thing that you would say if you really weren't following the companies that closely. Right. I just don't, and we talked about this when Disney first bought Pixar and Steve Jobs became the major shareholder of Disney. I just don't see them merging no, in any way. And just like they say on the on the Slashdot article, it would alienate other companies from doing business with them. I yeah, think. because if, if app, it's already bad enough that Steve Jobs is the major shareholder of Disney, right. who is a major, who is the operator of ABC. I know a lot of people think theme parks, but it's really the ABC media organization that is a huge part of this uh, when you think about mergers. So if Apple wants to do deals with CBS, which they haven't done yet, or keep their deals with NBC, NBC that they have, exactly. they don't want to be owning ABC. That's nope. just, I mean, it can happen, but it makes it more difficult. So my money's against it, but stranger things have happened, like <laughs> Disney buying Pixar and Steve Jobs becoming the major shareholder in Apple or in uh, Disney. <laughs> yeah. So. And speaking of um, things that probably won't happen, I guess the iPod video that they showed the tablet. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's I I love this video that's online right now that shows how they actually make the fake product. Yeah, thanks to Gems Bar for posting it in the Buzz Out Loud forums. It's a video of this tablet, right? Mm-hmm. That was on Engadget as yeah, well as many other, other places, places, not just them. Uh, but we saw it there. And it's just fantastic. They leak it out. They get it out there in front of the public. Everybody starts talking about it. We talked about it. Uh-huh. You know, we were victims of it. And then they do a great video showing you exactly how they did it. Now, was it Photoshop that they were using yeah. in the video? Uh-huh. It was in German, though, or Dutch or something. I could. I actually should go back and take a look to make I'm sure. I'm watching but... the video right now, actually. It's so well produced, too. Yeah. They did a really good job editing the video. So they the obviously intended to put this video out after everybody had started talking yeah. about it. To, and it just makes you feel stupid to watch it. Well, like, they pulled oh, a fast one over us. They just took a color <laughs> bars off of a search on Google and then stuck them on the front. So, Well, there's a great um, Flickr photo on, our, on the Buzz Out Loud Flickr group of me apparently making the video also. <laughs> <laughs> Me making the fake iPod tablet. <laughs> well, you uh, there is that other photo on the Flickr site. Yes. That nobody's really talked about, but me. Well, the, the 16 comments, 16 actually. comments, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Ina Fried over at the CNET blog says that iPod Mini has made a return to Apple's site just days before the announcement. This in the clearance section 
mm-hmm. of the store, but they hadn't been selling any minis. Now they've put a bunch of iPod minis uh, for sale, so you can get some colored iPods right now. Is that a hint somehow? Possibly. That there will be? Maybe poking the fire a little bit yeah. under people's feet. Like, and we need to clear these out because you're going to want the brand new Lime Pod. I'm, I'm still waiting for the minis to become collector's items. I think it's going to happen someday. They will. They will. I, unless tomorrow's announcement makes them just obsolete. But they're so sleek. They're so cool. They yeah. will be a retro item in 15 years. Totally. They will be like having a Bakelite stereo. But you can still buy them in the stores and and find them, I've heard. That's what Jasmine France told me. Yeah, in some stores? Really? Yeah. I know that was true right, a, right afterwards. I didn't know how long they would last. Yeah, well... Well, they're probably not. Coming. You know what? They're probably not moving in the stores, which is why they're putting them in the clearance section mm-hmm. on online because they're like, well, too. we can't get rid of them through the Apple stores. So. And uh, speaking of more iTunes news, um, <laughs> today's a big day for that, I guess. So, uh, yeah. I heard a rumor of um, movies on iTunes, which is interesting. And we got this from um, CNN.com from the money area. Well, we'd, also, we'd always wondered when they're going to have movies on iPod, especially because you really can't watch one with only two hours no, of battery, battery life. life. I mean, unless you get a. Um, an extent, an, a bat, an external battery that yeah. you can plug in. That you can watch them on your laptop life. through yeah. iTunes, but yeah, that, which is probably what I would do anyway. So the fun the new announcement will be an iPod with battery life. <laughs> Fantastic! All right, so what else do we have today? Uh, yeah, so but, but no, go tell me a little bit more about this because there's there's a rumor mill that they will announce movies through iTunes, but is that? I mean, you've pointed out that the invitation for the announcement tomorrow says fun new products. Fun new products. That's more of a service. It's not really a product. It may be just some independent deal that they're getting close to working on. Unless they are making a big video iPod with a much larger screen like Mm -hmm. the touch screen that has an extended battery life and a higher capacity. Then, or you know, the capacity could yeah. stay the same, but the battery life definitely needs to be extended. The movie then pod. maybe the movie thing would fit in with it better, be something they can announce in tandem with it. Now, here's the thing: I don't mind buying TV shows mm-hmm. on the iTunes on the iTunes <laughs> uh, for a buck ninety nine. I consider it a rental. Uh, I can, I know, I can keep it for a long time and watch it whenever I want, but I can't move it anywhere without breaking the law. So I consider it a rental. I'm not sure that I would buy movies through iTunes because I don't want to buy them DRM'd. If I buy a movie, I want to be able to move it around and do things with it and watch it wherever I want. It would depend on the price, obviously, but I'm imagining these aren't going to be cheap. You could also, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I think it would make sense for them to put it at about a video rental price, maybe three ninety nine, uh-huh. four ninety nine, yeah, which isn't too bad for buying a movie yeah, and the, having it to keep forever. Do you have to hack the iPod to play it out on your TV, or you have to play it over a laptop? No, if on you have S-video. an iPod, you just plug it in with the RCA cables that come with it. The video iPod comes with cables to plug directly into your TV. I don't have any. I well, bought a video iPod. I have. I have to. You have to buy. All right, that maybe separately. maybe they come separately. Exactly. See, and that's what they do. They but make still, you. Still, it's like ten you pay bucks, twenty bucks, or something for it. I don't. I don't like that. It's anyway, than hacking. And it works what better. would be better is if they weren't DRM'd. Okay. And a Yahoo executive agrees with me. Dave Goldberg <laughs> uh, was speaking at a Music 2.0 conference in Los Angeles on Thursday. We saw this posted on Slashdot. And from the article in, uh, let's see, where was the article? In news? <laughs> we saw it on Slashdot, but it's a news.com article from John Berlin. <laughs> Don't awesome. I feel stupid. Uh, but anyway, he said, according to the attendees, Goldberg pointed to the experience of eMusic, which offers its subscribers access to MP3 files without any digital rights management attached. Yeah. Uh, rights management restrictions have created a barrier for consumers, he said, making it a hurdle to transfer music to portable devices and creating incompatibility between music services and MP3 players. See, I am I was very happy in the past with eMusic. 
and how it worked. And I think that's without DRM, it's probably the best model, the subscription but model without yeah. DRM. Really? I mean, I liked it. But because then you they get put, to keep the files. Yeah, forever. you get to yeah. keep them and you can use them on whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, probably in 90, oh no, 2003, I'm guessing. Yeah, around 2003, I was an eMusic member and you paid $14.99 a month. And you got unlimited downloads. That's insane. Though. And to this day, I would say probably half of the music that I own digitally is from eMusic. Mm-hmm. And so I would just go to class. I would queue up like five albums, come home, and they'd all be done. But then they put a 60, a 60 song cap on it per month. And I was like, smell you later. 60 songs isn't that much. It's not, it's, it's not that yeah. bad. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not, that, it's not that bad. I think it just kind of annoyed me more than anything else. Well, you know, the reason I never signed up for eMusic is that I prefer to just buy songs when I want to buy them. I don't buy enough music myself mm-hmm. to make it worthwhile to have a subscription. I go to someplace like Audio Lunchbox and just, you know, I buy an album for $10. Every once in a while. I wouldn't spend $15 a month. I don't spend $15 a month. Well, that's the thing. I only had the subscription for about three months. And by that point, I downloaded everything I wanted off of their service. And I was done. I don't don't think the subscription subscription model is is good. But that's just for me. I don't generally like the subscription model either. But this in this case, it worked really well for me. All right. When we come back, we will talk about Microsoft getting into the rumor game. What is Microsoft origami? Also, have people in the United States got tired of the web and (laughs) CBS jumping into mobile phone video? Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. one company for all your communication needs. Visit Earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink. We revolve around you. Oh, the mystical origami. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. It, it's. I feel like Microsoft's just trying to do a, an Apple. Oh, it's a total viral marketing scam. And the problem is, with Apple, they have a track record of coming out with really cool stuff. So even though you don't know what it is, and even though all the rumors probably end up being untrue, it's still fun to speculate. Whereas this, there's no background to it. What Microsoft doesn't come out with products all that often. Yeah, people, you know? people have been... People have been discussing the possibility of them coming out with an iPod competitor mm-hmm. or some kind of um, like, you know, portable video player or media player, something like that for a while now, because it, it kind of makes sense, even though they don't really do that kind of thing. But I don't know the pictures. I saw some pictures on Engadget and then look kind of convincing. Well, the, if you go to origamiproject.com, you get a little flash thing that gives you a bunch of product speak about you can go anywhere and do anything. But the with thing anyone. is, is the flash looks very touchscreen esque. Yeah, it does. And so that and that and it says touch of, me at the start. Yeah, and that kind of coincides with the images that we've gotten of what could be the actual product. Maybe week two will be more exciting. I'm not excited <laughs> by the week one flash animation. I'm more excited by the. Oh, do they? Pre- Progress. Yeah, it has little navigation for week two and week three down here. Uh, and it says learn more on March 2nd. Week two and week three are not linked right now. Right. So I assume we'll get week two soon, and then week three will be the clever, announcement. Yeah. Clever, Microsoft. Yeah, it's I not see. bad. It's not bad. I'm not yet intrigued. I'm no. more intrigued by the uh, stuff that we've seen posted around than by the actual origami site. But, mm-hmm. you know. You know, it's, it's better than nothing. Thanks to Jason and Philly, by the way, for sending in the link to that. Uh, Register article says that the people in the United States are flatlining, at least <laughs> as far as web usage goes. Internet usage in the U.S., a third of the country's households stubbornly refuse to sign up. That's the register writing. Uh, and don't expect any sudden surges of interest. Only 2% of U.S. citizens surveyed by Parks Associates plan to sign up for the Internet this year. 
I would imagine that a big problem with this is the failure to roll out broadband into rural areas. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because I know a lot of people in southern Illinois who don't have broadband or don't even have the internet because it's just too hard to get. Really? And and also, when you're out in the rural areas, a lot of times, the dial-up is not reliable. What about, like, DSL? That wouldn't... Oh, no, you can't get DSL out in the rural areas. Almost almost never. Hmm. Uh, You can almost never get cable broadband. Your only choice is direct way. What about satellite internet? Direct way? It, it doesn't it doesn't work very <laughs> like well. Like that's caught on anywhere. Yeah, it hasn't caught on anywhere. The best bet is to get some WiMAX or Wi-Fi providers trying to blanket your area. I know a guy in Southern Illinois who does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it's just it's just bad news. And my uh, my sister lives out in the country and has dial-up, and it takes four or five times to actually get a, a good signal through because the the phone lines Jeez. in that area just are kind of cranky. So you, the the data just drops every once in a while. So yeah, I think that. Is probably one of the big barriers for this. And they said 8% of those people said it was just because technology is too difficult to use. Well. Well, isn't that just the American way? It's too hard. I'm not going to try. Come on, people. I give up. That's not the Make it as easy for me as possible. drove everyone out of this country in front of us. Uh, (laughs) Or manifest destiny or something like that. Uh, Real quickly, CBS to offer subscription video for phones. The only reason I'm bringing this up is that CBS, which on their online uh, video play with Google, I don't think gets it at all, isn't doing so badly here. They're providing a subscription to CBS News Alerts with video and pictures for 99 cents a month. That's a pretty good price. That's that's decent. I would know? do almost, I like to sign up for things. I would do almost anything for 99 cents a month. It depends on, on how myself. many news alerts you get. Do you get a daily one? Like if I'm going to get a little daily news thing, I'm way into that. Yeah. If it's weekly, 99 cents still isn't too bad. 25 cents a, a video or something. If it's just sporadic... I take that back. I, I would know. not do anything for 99 cents. <laughs> you thought about that, didn't you? <laughs> I retract my earlier statements. I'd do anything. Statements. Drink this. Um, they'll also be uh, doing a similar subscription for entertainment content from Entertainment Weekly that'll cost three ninety nine a month. A little bit more expensive, but still not as bad as the five ninety nine that Sprint uh, charges for, well, over their, Sprint. You charge for their... Comedy Central, MTV, oh. and VH1. It's five ninety nine a piece. So Entertainment Weekly three ninety nine. God, I'm so not into watching TV on my phone. I don't think anybody's really that into it. I think the ninety nine cents perfect. That is something I would do. News clips, short. I'm not going to watch a lot of long form programming on my phone, but yeah, some short news catch up while I'm on the maybe. I like, might do that. I might try it. I'll do the internet. I'll read my news that way. I don't really care to watch video on my phone. That's just me. I'm. I don't know. I'm just not that interested. I will watch video on the web, though, especially when it's a video like the one Daniel posted in the forums, the Buzz Out Loud forums about Google Envision OS. Now, here's the thing. It's a short video. It doesn't always load. It took me a while to actually get it to load. And it shows a splash screen that says Google Envision, and then it boots into a login screen that says Google Envision. Very easy to fake. Uh Uh-huh. Very easy to fake. It could just be a flash a flash video just playing full screen. But it does look convincing. It looks very nice. If they actually did that, it would look pretty super. But it's not as cool as Gubuntu. Say it again. Gubuntu. <laughs> it's not as fun when Molly's not here I to know. say it with uh, Scott Wilder started a Kubuntu? YouTube video group. Uh, right. I should say that uh, this is something we've talked about doing on CNET, so we'll probably start a CNET version of this mm-hmm. for people to post their videos soon. But for now, if you want to play around with it, uh, check out the Buzz Out Loud group on YouTube. There's only one video there right now. Yeah, um, I don't have any. I've, I'm, I signed up, but I don't actually have any videos. I we mean, I guess I could upload people some first to, look videos. Yeah, why not? Well, wait, they're, they're on Because they're CNET. on CNET. <laughs> 
I don't think Boss <laughs> yeah, would be that, happy about no, that. No, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> All right, let's take some voicemails. James in Connecticut called in with an experience he had in a blockbuster. Uh, hey guys, James from Connecticut. Just wanted to share a quick anecdote uh, that I think kind of perfectly embodies the um, infinite struggle between consumer and corporation. I'm in Blockbuster with my girlfriend. We're trying to rent a movie, and the woman in front of us at the register is returning this movie, and the guy says to her, you know, there's a $12 charge to return this for lateness. And she says, well, there's no late fees. And he goes, ma'am, you've had this movie for over six months. We have to charge you for it. It was like, you know, a missing movie fee or something. And she points to a poster and says, look, no late fees. And he says, ma'am, six months. And this just goes back and forth. And it just made me think, like, there's a, the consumer is always expecting something, and sometimes they have a right to it, sometimes they don't. The corporation always thinks they're right. And, you know, it's just it goes on and on. So I just thought that was funny. It kind of makes you think about everything that we deal with on a day-to-day basis as consumers. All right, uh, talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Yeah, that woman was my That's mom. That's funny. That's just funny. Was it really? <laughs> no. Mrs. Belmont, uh, uh, six months. No late fees, though. I mean, I'm with her. I'm returning it, right? It yeah. says no late fees. Now, granted, I feel I should pay if I lose it and I can't return, you know, I can't mm-hmm. bring it back, but it says no late fees. And I I'm returning not, it. I, I heard that they're not even really doing that anymore. I mean, I guess some blockbusters still are, yeah. but I, I heard a while ago that they were dropping that plan. And I, I, I have to say, I do understand both sides because if people just can never return it, it's you have to be have... gross abuse of yeah. your privileges, you well, know? And six months to me is sort of on the edge. A year? Yeah, come on. Six mm-hmm. months? That's too long, but maybe I just got around to returning. I admire her for arguing it Sticking out. Sticking to her guns. <laughs> All, All right. right, we have a question from Sean Michael in Grand Rapids. Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, Earthland guy. It's Sean Michael from Grand Rapids again. I just wanted to respond to Ben uh, and uh, Tom and Molly's contention about when is a podcast considered a podcast. And it's a really good point. I, I think if, it, if you play it on an iPod, hence the, henceforth the word pod, if you play it on an iPod or iTunes, it's a podcast. Otherwise, it's not your file. Got to See you later. I you know, I don't think so though. I no, disagree I don't agree. because what if you're using Juice and a Creative Zen Vision? It's still a podcast. That's what just do you, the, what if you're just the vernacular. For yeah. It. What if you're listening to it on the web? What if you have it in RSS feed? Yeah. And you're I mean still yeah. And if the you RSS listen to an part, audible file mm-hmm. uh, right now without Ricky Gervais on an iPod, is that a podcast? No. I guess it just kind of depends on you know it doesn't. It doesn't, you know what, guys? It doesn't really matter. If you want to call it a podcast, call it a podcast. If yeah. not, if we call it a podcast, you're more than welcome to call it a podcast. If you want to call it an internet radio show, you can do that as well. I mean, it's just kind of a buzzword. You know, it's, it's, it, it is a new media. I agree with that completely. But I mean, there's no law saying it's you have to call it It's part of the living anyway. language. You know, yeah. we haven't got there yet. Yeah. Speaking of the living language, that always brings to mind John Dvorak. And this caller has a comment on John C. I am so tired of hearing people rip on that there Dvorak failure. I say leave the poor guy alone. Makes all them predictions out there in that Silicon Valley or wherever you call that place. It's probably so far away I couldn't get there in two weeks even with my 50 dogs pulling my tractor. Well, if you're coming to Florida anytime soon, my wife Ethel will cook y'all up some pork patties or something for dinner. We'd be glad to have you. Bye. 
Mm, pork patties. Pork patties. I love me some pork patties. Wait, what was he talking about? Because all I can think about right now is pork patties. Bacon? Is bacon really involved? Hungry. And his 50 dogs dragging him <laughs> across tra- the plains tractor. towards California. <laughs> We're uh, so there. All right. Jonathan from New York City has an experience that he had in Colombia. Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, Earthling Guy, and Snakes. Hope you guys well. It's Jonathan from New York City. Uh, I just want to add on to what you guys were talking about the other day about uh, McDonald's in foreign places. Uh, it just so happens that a month ago, I was over at a McDonald's in Bogota, Colombia. And uh, believe it or not, it's a lot different than the ones in the States. Uh, in the States, we had to get your own food and everything else. In Colombia, they have waiters and they have a McBistro. That's what I saw. It wasn't the, Mc, uh, the McCafe. It was called the McBistro. And over there, you can get um, desserts of every kind. Over, over there, they have veal. And the waiters are nice, naturally. You know, not because they have to be nice. It just becomes, it becomes natural. Um, a, a lot different than the McDonald's that I'm used to here over at New York. Uh, I just forgot to tell that to you guys. You know, hopefully, you know, add on to that whole topic of fast food places, you know, make me hungry. It makes me hungry. Hungry just thinking about it. Anyway, love the podcast. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right, pork patties and now this. Talk about making me hungry. <laughs> this is way, we're way off topic now, but he also said hello to the snakes, so we had to play his voicemail. Yeah, but totally. that is pretty interesting. Oh, Make and he also snakes. called back after that and said he was not, in fact, McBistro. It was McCafe. It was the same McCafe I was talking about. Before. Yeah, and there's a picture of you on the, also on the Flickr group of <laughs> next to a McCafe. In Australia, actually, so in it's Sydney. Proof. So he was oh, actually and I, there. I should, uh, I should apologize to someone. I, I was talking about McCafe, and then I was talking about the McDonald's that have the special meals. And I was lumping in New Zealand and Australia, which people in New Zealand and Australia hate it when people do that. So I apologize for that. The uh, special McDonald's with the special meals were in Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, we're so far off topic. We need Molly back soon. Mark T wrote in and said, virtualization for the masses. VMware server is now free for either Linux or Windows and allows you to run multiple operating systems on one host computer. It's in beta, but it's stable as heck and works really well. And uh, don't get mad, Andy in Tennessee and the few others who've been talking about this for a while on the forums. Uh, this was just a nice, concise thing from Mark, somebody who's used it. But I know a lot of y'all are out there are using it. And I want to try it, too. Uh, running multiple operating systems on one host computer can be a fun way to spend your geeky time. So how's that for getting back on topic? I have lots of geeky time. You want to stay on topic? Let's go to Dave from Brentwood Bay. He said, on Friday's podcast, you and Veronica were talking about bandwidth, dark fiber, and last mile issues, which, by the way, we're starting to go way out of our league when we start talking about actual dark fiber and how it's used. Uh, He's definitely not an expert on telecom, he says. However, he recalls in the 2000 bubble that for every dollar invested in laying fiber, it took $8 to light it. Mm, you know Optical what? I kind of remember that. switches, all that, that stuff. So that, that, if it's true, which we haven't checked it out, but I'm trusting Dave on this one, uh, that would explain a lot of the issue in, in getting it lit up. Mm. And it could, could be Too a barrier. Too expensive to even yeah. get it going. Which is why the telcos are kept grasping around, looking for some way to make more money off of it. Hmm. All right. If you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. They have a podcast, news.com, with Charlie Cooper. Sometimes it's Leslie Katz. 
somebody was taking us to task for not mentioning the podcast when we tease out to news.com. I'm That's just reading what, what Coop this is what, he wrote it. This is what Coop wrote for me. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we thank them for teasing back to us as well. Uh, that's it. Give us a call. 1-800-616-CNET. Email us buzz at CNET.com and post in our forums. They are rocking forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Molly should be back tomorrow and we'll be talking about Apple. See you later, folks. Bye.